All right, welcome to BNT Talk Sports. It is October 28th. It is spooky season. We are live. I won't say live streaming because it's not what this is, but Ben is currently playing Madden yep. as his worst enemy, which is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can't win by himself. He needs my help. So I'm graciously um, giving him my help. Yeah. So uh, Fun facts. Ben plays Madden. And NBA 2K one with handed. one hand yep. on the PlayStation 4 controller. He plays with one and it's actually amazing to see. Yep. So we invite anyone to come into our studio and challenge Ben. And But the catch is you have to play one-handed like Ben does. No. And no one they will do win. not have to do that. I will beat them one-handed. Interesting. Bold. That's our hottest take, I think, of this whole pod. Yeah. Ben's pretty good, so. Anyway, so um, today, BYU football goes back. Uh, comes back, I guess I should say, because we are in Provo. Come back to Provo. They have a pretty big game. We won't get too into it because we've talked quite a bit of BYU football recently, but – Needs to say, ECU next. Yeah, it's a home game. Next topic. In about <laughs> in about two hours, <laughs> in about two hours, it's against uh, ECU. Yeah, they're actually a pretty decent team. Yeah. Last time they came into Provo, I was just rewatching these highlights. 2015 homecoming. Um, Tanner Mangum leads a final last minute drive, two minute drill type drive. What year was it? 2015. 2015. Tanner Mangum's freshman year. year. Okay. Bronco, Robert, and I. With the Algie, State and Nebraska. Yeah, Miracle Mangum yeah. and Algie Brown running back scores to take a seven-point lead of about 20 seconds left. BECU. So, um, so hopefully that trend continues tonight. That's a big game. We'll probably analyze that more later, but it's in a couple hours. But let's talk other college football. Let's get right into our picks. Yeah, let's do it. Get right into our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, me and Ben took a bye week last week. We just but we're back. We just got to sit down and relax, watch some football. Everyone gets a week off, so why don't we? Exactly. Maybe we could have planned the bye week, more or less. Nah. But um, meanwhile, Jameis Winston just ran for like twenty-two yards. So we'll, we'll get the defense right on on Ben's Green Bay Packer defense. So. Yep. Um, for simplicity's sake, I will just go first here. Um, yeah, just to just to be simple. You know. Just well, we don't want we don't want to. Kidding, just kidding. <laughs> well, we can yeah. pause your game and we can go from there, um, or we can keep it simple and you keep playing while I pick. That's fine, right? That's what I meant. Uh, I actually, I actually think it's noteworthy. <laughs> It's worth noting. I yeah. Can't talk. Well, I say it's it's uh it's worth noting that Virginia Tech blew a lead yesterday. They did to NC State. Uh, Good job, Virginia Tech. That is Devin, Devin Leary, less NC State. Which is a bad. That's just not a good team without Devin. Leary. And Utah went into Pullman, basically with their practice squad. And one. Yeah. Backup QB, backup everybody. And Kincaid. 
Wait, uh, Cam Rising didn't play? Cam Rising dressed. He warmed up and did not play. Interesting. Uh, speculation is that he's, it was a preventative measure. Um, I'm not quite sure what the full story is there, but they believed that they could win without him, and they did. They did. So uh, Washington State did shoot themselves in the foot quite a few times. So um, Utah had some breaks there, but they, I mean, the most important thing that happens is a dub. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go first. Um, Ohio State plays Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be a fun night game, whiteout. Gus Johnson calling it. Well, it is Fox, so maybe Gus Johnson's calling it. But it's a noon Eastern kickoff. Ohio State's favored by 15. I think they barely cover. I think Ohio State wins somewhat comfortably like a 17-point game. Gotcha. Penn State keeps it competitive. It's a fun, entertaining game. But um, Ohio State and com- C.J. Stroud and company, it's just going to be too much to handle. Ohio State not only wins but covers. Gotcha. Cool. I can't argue with that one much. I think the one that I'm going with uh, to start out my picks – I will be going to Syracuse uh, hosting Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame covers the 1.5 spread. They're um, underdogs. I think Notre Dame uh, plus 1 and 5 is the move here. I think Notre Dame wins outright against Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse proved to be a pretty good team last week, but I think that after playing um, in Clemson, South Carolina – there's definitely an emotional letdown of sorts. Um, I think they're, you know, they lost a lot. There's some questionable calls, but they also played pretty undisciplined down the stretch. I think Notre Dame is going to come out. Um, they're going to be able to do what they want to do, run the ball um, effectively and be able to move the ball a little bit as well. I think this is a competitive, good game. Not overly confident about this one, but I still just really like this one. I'm going to go with Notre Dame wins by a field goal in the carrier. I, I I like that as well. I think we could do maybe a full podcast episode on Syracuse last week. And yeah. it's just the discipline. Uh, DJU was benched and Klubnik yep. came in. Provide a little bit of a spark, but there's just some yeah. boneheaded plays that yeah. made, made you scratch your head. Like, what are you doing? And obviously, there's I know the Syracuse and ACC uh, fan bases that will say there's some controversial calls favoring yes. Clemson. There were, um, but you also, but Syracuse also shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, shot themselves in the foot and gave Clemson the chance. I think, and yeah, I agree. I think Notre Dame, they're four and three, but as we know, they have a tough schedule and they're a pretty decent team. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what home field advantage looks like in the Carrier Dome for football. Um, I think people come, but I think it's, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Schrader is a great QB. Yeah. Actually, I'll say he's a good QB. He's not. Yeah. Great. I don't, I'm not a bit, I don't think he's. I honestly don't think he's that great. He's, I think I think Robert and I, Jason Beck, are doing a good job of um, moving the ball, getting things going. 
But Schrader's not a great talent, in my opinion. But I think he's a junior. I think next year he takes a bigger step. I think Syracuse I think so. is able yeah. to be more in the picture. I won't say playoff picture, but yeah. ACC championship New York Six picture. And I'm, That's if they have Sean Tucker. Yeah. That's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. So. so that's uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, or sorry, that's what you're going to go with. Um, mm-hmm. Let's – I think I pick these guys. Um, maybe once – maybe every time. Oklahoma plays in Ames, Iowa mm-hmm. – in Ames, Iowa against Iowa State. Tickets are going for $6. So this podcast is brought to you by the Iowa State Cyclones Athletic Department. So go out and buy your tickets now. Just 6 bucks. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by a point and a half. I think they win. I actually think they win very comfortably. So Iowa State team's not well, – like, they're not bad, but they're not good. Iowa State's just a weird team. Yeah. Um, whenever they've played a Power 5 team – uh, they've only scored above 11 points. Sorry. I, I, I've i done this before, but I'll do it again. Against Iowa, they put up 10. Against uh, Baylor, they put 24. Against Kansas, they put up 11. Against Kansas State, they put up 9. And, and against Texas last week, they put up 21. So off, their offense isn't necessarily to be to be much of a threat. Yeah. Compared to Oklahoma's, if it's going to be your classic Big 12 shootout, Oklahoma's going to win this. Dylan Gabriel um, was back last week, or back two weeks before, I should say. And I, I just think um, – I just think they're going to blow them out of the water, and they're coming off a bye week, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So taking the Sooners over Iowa State, the one-and-a-half spread. Gotcha. Like that. Um, I am going to be going with the rivalry game here um, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Michigan plays uh, Michigan State. Although Michigan State has been very poor this year, and Michigan has looked very, very good, almost as good as they were last year. The spread is 25 points. I think Michigan State covers that. Um, Although I think, you know, this is – deserving like a deserving spread I think Michigan is far better than Michigan State um Michigan State has found a way a lot of times even being a team that's probably not as good as Michigan including last year including the the punter um you know fumble that one year Michigan State just finds a way uh to be in these games although I don't think they win this game like they have in past um I think they can make it you know, a three-possession game. So I'm going to go with Michigan State to cover that 25-point spread, and I'm going to say they lose 42-21. It's a three-touchdown game for Michigan, uh, but Michigan State is able to hold it within 25. I might even take that further. I think maybe Michigan State only loses by, like, 10. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I think think you you hit it on the head there. I think – those these rivalry games, whether 
you know, we're very familiar with BYU-Utah. We're familiar with Virginia Tech-UVA. We're familiar uh, – you have Ohio State-Michigan even. Um, Some team just has an edge sometimes in these rivalries. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's, like you said, just very emotional. Yeah. And so you'll get up for those games regardless of how bad or good you are. Yeah. And I, I'm not necessarily convinced that Michigan has – athletes that are just far better than Michigan, Michigan State. State yeah. You know, I feel like I obviously I they think they probably do. I think but. it's uh Michigan's a very talented team. Sorry, it was I said twenty five, it's twenty three. But I stand by it. Yeah. Wait, no, you change everything. <laughs> change everything. Hold the phone. But okay. I I I respect that. Respect that pick. Um for my third one, I'm going to go a fun one here. Uh, ranked matchup, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. We're staying in the Big 12. Oh, yeah, this is a fun one. Kansas State's favored by one and a half. I'm going Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. It's in Manhattan, Kansas, that is. So, a home game for Kansas State. Um, I Kansas State just very much reminds me of Syracuse. Like, a team that hasn't really been relevant in football – in a while mm-hmm. and they're a good team they're well coached but they're not at that they're they're not at that level yet to mm-hmm. beat a ranked team like clemson or in this case oklahoma state right just like a team that's been pretty established in the college football world um i think actually kansas state and syracuse i think that'd be a great bowl game because i think those are two very evenly matched teams but the spread favors Kansas State. Not only does Oklahoma State cover, but they win. I think they win by 10. Mm-hmm. I think this game, Kansas State's also pretty interesting because like Iowa State, they don't necessarily score a ton. Um, apart from, well, I, I won't say that. They're definitely, they definitely score more than Iowa State. They're, their worst offensive game, apart from Tulane, uh, was Iowa State. But uh, I think Kansas State's like a better version of Iowa State. Gotcha. Uh, Martinez isn't much of a threat um, compared to Spencer Sanders. Anyway, Oklahoma State wins by 10. I think it's like a 35-25 kind of game. Some weird score for one team. I'm actually going to disagree with this one. I think Kansas State wins. Um, I really like this Kansas State team. I think the one thing that differs them from some of the other uh, Big 12 teams is I really like their running game, um, and I like their defense, especially their front seven, Um, especially coming off a tough loss like the TCU one. Um, I think they were the better team than TCU. Uh, Martinez got hurt in that game, but before he was hurt, they were winning pretty easily against TCU. Um, So, you know, I don't feel insanely strongly about it, but I uh, would go Kansas State probably wins. As you said, you had Oklahoma State by 10. I'd have Kansas State by 10 in this scenario. But to transition into my third pick, I was talking about TCU. TCU... Favored against West Virginia 
um, by about seven and a half points. And I think West Virginia covers, and I think West Virginia wins against TCU. I don't think TCU is very good. I mean, sorry, that's kind of harsh. They're not an undefeated top 10 type team. They're like a top 25 type team. I think they've gotten lucky in regards to injuries, helping them out to be able to come back in a lot of these games like Kansas, like Kansas State. I think the the luck runs out, especially in Morgantown, uh, where there will be a hype crowd and whatnot. I'm expecting West Virginia to come out there to put out a good game. Uh, with a good, they have a good running back, a good number one receiver. I like JT Daniels. I think they win this game by three. I don't think JT Daniels, although he's passed for almost 1,700 yards, mm-hmm. he still hasn't gotten to the point. And, you know, he's also a junior. I think next year will be a really big year for him. Yeah. But he hasn't initially impressed me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's only thrown for 10 touchdowns. You know, you you throw – you know, he has over 160 completions. And so if you have well, – let's, let's do some math here. He has 162 completions on the year. He has 1,686 yards. So let's just pretend he has 1,600 yards. Yeah. And he, has, and he has about 160 completions, right? That's about 10 – yards per completion right so i mean that's a very good numbers he has 10 touchdowns and six interceptions i feel like he, you should have more touchdowns and especially i don't know if they're just um i don't know if just the rushing game or just like they're just pretty widespread i think um west virginia as a team has a pretty high turnover rate as well um let me confirm that here real quick um as far as their as far as their fumbles they've they've lost four fumbles and thrown for six interceptions i mean it's not great um that's net right so anyway what i'm trying to say is they still need time they still need a year Mm -hmm. uh i'm not sure ford wheaton goes to the league this year or not. Um, he's also a junior. So, uh, I, I look at, what I'm trying to say is I look at JT Daniels, I look at West Virginia, and kind of what I've been saying about Kansas State and Syracuse, I think they're almost there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think this game will be very telling mm-hmm. of that. Um, I also agree TCU's ranked seventh in the nation. I don't think that's going to last. Um, winning in Morgantown is hard, but I think TCU does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's going to be a last-second field goal or overtime. It's going to be a very close win, which TCU somehow manages to do. Um, so I would take TCU in this one. But – well, then you would take West Virginia if you think, if you think it comes down to a field goal. Correct, yes. No, I would have but West TCU Virginia. to win. Correct. I would okay. have okay. West Virginia covering TCU wins. Okay, okay, cool. I would have West Virginia covering TCU wins. Cool, cool, cool. So that makes it three. We've each picked, picked three. 
Correct. Right? Okay. This is my number four. Cool. Coming up, I uh, Wake Forest plays at Louisville. Wake oh. Forest is favored by three. That's very shocking to me. I think Wake Forest blows Louisville out of the water. That's... I I actually, if I had a chance at this one, I was going to go with Louisville here, Louisville to win. And that's because a lot of the time, uh, Vegas is just smarter than we are. When there's a line close like this, uh, usually means something. Uh and I think Louisville's just been winning. They've been doing it ugly, but they've been doing it. West Virginia is a good – or not West Virginia. Wake Forest is a good team. But I've been kind of waiting for a time in which they slip up a little bit. I think this could be it. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of going out on a limb, but I think I would go Louisville to win this game. With that being said, that I realize that that's a hot take, sort of like West Virginia win. But I think it's – very possible, especially if Louisville's able to get things going. I'm not sure if the status of Malik Cunningham, but either way, I think I'm going to pick them to upset. Well, it's Tyler's pick, but I will throw in that that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I my logic behind this, apart from Wake Forest and Sam Hartman, yeah, and Wake Forest is just a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, my logic is I look at Louisville's schedule the rest of the year, and they might – you can make an argument that they might have the hardest schedule left in college football. Mm-hmm. And I say this because they they play at home this week against Wake. Next week, JMU, James Madison, goes to Louisville, which, which won't be easy. Nope. Uh, then Louisville goes to Clemson. Then NC State comes to Louisville, and then Louisville ends the year against Kentucky mm-hmm. in Lexington. So they have, out of their five, their last five games, four of them are ranked, and the other one is James Madison. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I think they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know how much they're gonna. I mean, they're they're four and three. I don't know if they'll be bowl eligible. This is. Pr- this game and JMU this might be their be best one. their best yeah. chance. So, uh, I, NC State has got to be up there. NC State, yeah, winnable games. Um, they very well could do it, but it's not going to be easy. No, uh, it, they just have a hard schedule, and I think there's just a lot on their minds. You know, they they slipped up against Boston College, lost by one, and they arguably should have beaten Florida State. Yeah, you know, so there's definitely some. Some flashes there. I think Wake Forest, I think Sam Hartman and his experience. I don't care how bad Wake Forest Wake Forest's defense is. I think their offense is just too much. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest. Nah. Fair enough. Uh, with my fourth pick, I'm going to go with AM plus one and a half against Ole Miss. I think they win this game outright. They win by a field goal. Ole Miss is just not that great, and although I there's lots of issues with this Texas A&M team, I think this is the perfect uh, time for them to bounce back, especially against a team that honestly is not much better than them, in my opinion. This Ole Miss team isn't very good. I think Ole Miss is going to start to slide here. Texas A&M is able to rattle off a few wins to make this season seem not quite as bad as it's been, especially a guy like Devin uh, a chain 
I really like him in this matchup to be able to make plays for Texas A&M. I'm going to go with Texas A&M by one possession, a field goal to a touchdown. Yeah, I I don't I don't have much to say cuz A&M's just such a weird team. They are. I I can't I can't ever make a pick for or against them. Yeah. Because they're just weird. They're probably more of a roller coaster than any other team. Yeah. This year, you know, I mean, we've talked about even off, off, off screen, off, off pod, off pod, off mic, yeah. off the record. We've talked about our frustrations with BYU. I think we are very lucky compared to two two teams. I think compared to Iowa, <laughs> if I were an Iowa fan, that would be so fresh, frustrating because Iowa has a good defense. And it's overlooked by how bad their offense is and how miserable it is to watch <laughs> to watch Iowa games because of the issues there. And then Texas A&M, which supposedly has a number one recruiting class, has all these amazing athletes. I guess I won't say supposedly. No yeah. reason why I say supposedly is because they lose. Yes, yeah, but it doesn't translate to the field. Um you you are one play away. You are two yards away from being Alabama, yeah. and yet you dropped Spencer Rattler and and the Gamecocks. And so I just and it's like that every week. It's like flipping a coin. Which A and M team are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the one that was two yards away from being Alabama, or the one that loses to South Carolina? Yeah, exactly. The, the reason I'm going with this is because last week's one, last week's team was the one that lost South Carolina. So I think we're going to get the one that came close to being Alabama. And I think Ole Miss is – I mean, obviously they lost, but I definitely don't think they're 15. No. They're, they're 20 to 25. Yes. Agreed. 100%. So this is definitely a winnable game for them. So, um, all right. My last pick will be – uh, another ranked matchup, probably the game of the weekend. Kentucky and Will Levis play against Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee's favored by 12. I think Tennessee wins. Um, but I think it's a very much a trap game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown. I think they still win. I think it's an ugly win. I think they're emotionally they're set on Georgia next week their next game so I'm not totally convinced that they are super duper focused on Kentucky and how can you not when you have Georgia next week that's going to be a big game if Tennessee wins assuming they do it's going to be a one versus three or one versus two matchup in Georgia and Tennessee the winner of next week's game, Georgia Tennessee, will be number one. So yeah. So assuming Tennessee beats Kentucky, so I think Kentucky keeps it close. They make big plays, um, but Tennessee squeaks it out. I'll probably say a six point win. I think Tennessee wins, forty one thirty five. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring, but 
I would have Kentucky covering. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't hate this one at all. I could see it honestly going either way, where Kentucky's able to, especially Will Levis, I feel like this could be an opportunity for him to prove that he can do this, that he is the guy that he has been, you know, said to be. Um, I think that this will be an opportunity to make this game close. Especially with Tennessee, I think, you know, with Georgia coming up, this might be a spot in which they don't perform to the best of their abilities. I totally see that happening. Uh, with that being said, Tennessee does have the ability to kill him, I think. I think that's definitely something that could happen. With that being said, I, I sort of lean on your side of thinking it probably won't. And so here's one that I'm going to do to cap things off. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's an actual line for this game. Dang it. I really wanted this one. Wait, which one is it? We'll find one. Uh, I wanted to go with College Game Day's Jackson <laughs> State Southern game tomorrow. Let's try to find a, a line for that. If there is one. I, I don't see it anywhere. Uh, also, Rip, one of these teams has a wide receiver named Mark Pope, who is out for the season. No. So Rip, Mark Pope. Not Mark Pope. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Mark Pope, uh I don't want to totally transition away from college football, but yeah. Ben and I did get to see the blue-white scrimmage live in person, BYU, a couple of nights ago. That was super fun. I very much enjoyed that. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited compared to last year. Yeah, last year's team stuck. This team, this it's gonna be a fun team to watch. I don't know how good they'll be, but they'll be entertaining. Yeah, it'll be a roller coaster for sure. So why is there no? There's odds for all these FCS games all the time, even ones in the past between these two teams. There's just not one. Try. Right, let's go. Let's go. DraftKings. Let's go. Jackson State, is that the team that Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders coaches? Yeah. And his son plays for him? I believe so. Um, What time is the game at? That's another great question. I didn't prepare for this one. I just sort of Boo. decided to. Why am I showing up on FCS? I can't, if we don't find it in the next, like, 15. Oh, I found it. It is a noon game. Uh, DraftKings doesn't even have FCS. Not yeah. that I see. My. That's alright. Just do. Dude. Yeah, it's doing FCS. Wait, oh, wait, hold on. I found FCS. I found FCS. But the only game they have is. Yale and Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, that's what I saw as well. That's funny. I'll go with an FBS then to yeah. finish off. Sorry. Because it would have been just too easy to just say Jackson State wins. Uh, so with that being said, 
I am going to go. Hmm, there's a lot of good options here. I think I'm going to finish off with. Uh, screw it. Uh, UCLA post Stanford. I'm going to say Stanford plus 16 and a half. Wow. Uh, this UCLA team's really good. Um, but Stanford hasn't been too bad lately. They've improved by winning a couple games like Notre Dame and Arizona State. One thing that Stanford does is they can keep – they have the ability to keep these games somewhat close. USC was a 13-point game. Washington, 18. Oregon, 18. So it's not inconceivable that they could keep this game within two possessions like the spread is more or less at 16.5. I think UCLA still wins the game, but I'm going to say that they win by two touchdowns. Stanford always plays very strategic. Yeah, and competitive. Yeah. One might say smart. Yeah, and I think ironically in a lot of ways they can slow down the game. Yeah. Unironically, I should say. Yes. Stanford plays smart. Yes. Um yeah, I've seen a lot of improvement in Tanner McKee. Yeah. And uh I think there's some teams like BYU that start out pretty well and then just get worse as the season goes on. Yeah. And I think there's Seems like it's better. Yeah, there's 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 only one one or the other. You get worse or you get better. Whether it's injuries or style of play or chemistry or adjustments, Stanford's on the other side of that. Stanford has vastly improved. They had a big win against Notre Dame. Yeah. Um again, don't think they're great. I think they're getting a little bit better and they're able to What are they, three and four? Worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if if they win against UCLA, which I don't think will happen, I think DTR is just too much to overcome. Yeah. And, you know, they lost. It's not even DTR. It's more Zach Charbonnet. I don't uh, think DTR is honestly all that great. I think Tanner McKee is the better quarterback. DTR is just a wild card. Yeah, and he's athletic. He, you know, he's capable of making big-time throws, but, yeah, he's fast and it's quick and can make something out of nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think more tra- a more traditional passing quarterback. Yeah, Tanner McKee is definitely uh, more reliable, more consistent, and does not talk as much. DTR loves to talk. Loves to. He's got chatterbox for sure, but maybe that's just his mojo, his edge. So, yeah. but I I don't hate that pick because I was also going to potentially make that pick, but I think UCLA is just too good. Mm-hmm. But I think to your point, I think to your point, Stanford will make it competitive. Yeah. And so, all right. And then there's one that might have been, I was going to say honorable mention, talk about if there's any other big games. There's really <laughs> uh, not. Really is. Anyway, I think we talked about the, the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can, we can move on. Let's do our locks of the week and then head off to the weekend, man. Cool. Um, should I start off with the NFL? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, there's a lot of games that I could go with this week that I kind of like. The one that I'm going to go with for fun is I'm going to go Indiana, or not, yeah, Indianapolis, the Colts, minus three against the Commanders. 
Uh, we're going to have Sam Ellinger going against Taylor Heineke in this game. I like Sam Ellinger. I honestly like this Colts roster for the most part over the past five years or so. They've just lacked good quarterback play. I think that Sam Ellinger is going to have an opportunity and will seize the opportunity in being the guy for them, at least for the rest of this year. Give them some energy. I think they'll be motivated, energized, and I think they beat the Commanders by seven. So I say Sam Ellinger in his first career start, I believe, uh, brings a win in for the Colts. Nice. Yeah, I I love Taylor Heineke, so I naturally just want to say, and I think for me, so I naturally want to say that the Commanders will win, and I think Taylor Heineke, compared to Carson Wentz, compared to – I'm just really glad we don't have to watch Carson Wentz versus Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> Heineke versus Ellinger is a lot more intriguing. Yeah, I who who, who was the Commanders quarterback last year? Um, that wasn't Heineke or their other Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, yeah, they never played well. Yeah, uh, no, got hurt in the first game. I'm thinking well, maybe not Kirk Cousins. I'm not thinking anyway. Alex Smith, like two years ago. No. I, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, I was thinking there was someone else. Like, a, I, I guess I thought Matt Ryan plays for no for uh, the Commanders for some reason, but it does seem like that with Wentz. It's yeah. just Heineke brings something different. He brings uh, a different energy. Uh, he's obviously very passionate and he's very gritty. I think it's a great way to describe his game. Um, he, I like him, but he sometimes does things that are just really He's stupid. very inconsistent. Yeah. But I rather – would you – this is a good argument. Would you rather have someone who's um, inconsistent but has flashes of of greatness? Like he had some really great throws, really good plays. Or have someone like Carson Wentz that's, I guess, reliable. I wouldn't say that. Don't – let's exclude Carson Wentz because he's not reliable. <laughs> Reli- he's, t- he's Taylor Heineke in doing just does stupid stuff. Well, I guess when I say reliable, I get your point. I get your point. From like say, experience yeah. and skill set, yeah. he's reliable and capable. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he's reliable he on the decision making. Yeah. I don't know. It's basically would you rather have someone that's inconsistently good or, or someone, someone who's consistently bad? <laughs> you know, but. Um, well, or, or is your point like somebody who you just know what you're getting? Yeah, like it's a, mediocre. Yeah, like Tannehill. Yeah, right. Or, or would you have someone like Heineke that like you don't know what you're getting? You don't really know what you're getting, but shows flashes of I think of being great. I think flashes of being terrible. Yeah, I think when I look at Heineke. I'm like, sometimes he makes throws. I'm like, wow, that was a great throw. Yeah. And they just beat Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. Yeah. Versus like Tannehill, who just passes it off, who just hands it off to Henry, who might occasionally have a good throw. Yeah. But makes, I don't know, just is yeah, very yeah. basic. Like, um, I think I think the question, honestly, it depends on the team. If you're a playoff team, you have a great defense, great run game, great O line, uh, good coaching. I'd say the guy that is limited, but you know what you're getting. Uh, with that being said, the commanders are not that. They don't have anything that's stable or good. So if you're a bad team, I'd rather have the guy who can potentially do great things. 
Uh, whereas if you're a playoff team, I'd rather have the guy where you know what you're getting, basically. Yeah. So I think it's harder to prep against too as a defense. Like, like yeah. Taylor Heineke could throw you know a fifty yard dime, or he could just give you the ball, yeah. or he could just scramble out. Like you, you just don't know if he's like a pocket passer, scrambler, straight mobile. You know he's yeah he, he's a lot of different things. So, um, I, and I'm curious to see how Sam Ellinger plays too. So that'll be a fun game. Uh, my lock of the week. Raiders play the Saints in New Orleans. The Vegas Vegas has Vegas, I should say, favored by one and a half. I think the Raiders win. Um, Pretty easily, you know, at least a touchdown. Uh, Andy Dalton starting. Um, this is a lot of BYU bias and what I'm about to say, but um, I know Taysom Hill's limited when it comes to his ability to play quarterback. Yeah. But the dude can win, and the dude is dude has capabilities of making big plays, obviously. Um, at least compared to Dalton. <laughs> yeah. And James Winston, I believe, is healthy. Yeah. And they still are going with Dalton. Which I think is honestly the worst choice out of all I, three if you include Taysom. I agree. I think uh, something I will say, though, is people always say, oh, Taysom's like 7-2 and two as a starter. Yeah. Or and Taysom Hill this, Taysom Hill that. I think Taysom Hill is so successful because he's used – so well yeah if you use him every time yeah he's it's like a surprise you know yeah yeah. you don't necessarily know what's going to happen with him um if that were to happen all the time yeah i think i should just like be creative i think and put out Taysom as the quote-unquote quarterback and just run wildcat the entire game i mean that'd work i mean that's and that's the thing i think they give him a chance to win i think if you're a defense and if for some reason andy dalton's driving on you yeah. Or makes a couple good throws, and then all of a sudden you see Taysom Hill in the backfield. You really don't know. What's and then happen. you're like, oh, hey, well, I think he's going to run. And then yeah. he runs a wildcat or read option. And you're like, okay, he's going to do it again, maybe. And then he throws like a 15-yard slant. And then you just – it's just constant mind game. Yeah. But I think Vegas had a – I won't say a big win against the Texans, but they – it was a win they needed. A win they needed. A win. Uh, the Rays are a much better team than the record shows, and I think yeah. they just easily beat the Saints. Yep, I think so too. And I think that's the worst conference, the NFC South. I would say. The worst division. Sorry, the worst division. Yeah. 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 Worst division in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is I the agree. NFC South. The, the thing, though, is weirdly it feels like every division is terrible. But I think the NFC South is the worst. What would you say is the best? I think I have no... NFC East. There's three, I would say. NFC East. NFC West, I guess you kind of have to... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, but... You can't downgrade them too much in AFC East. Yeah, those are the three I'd say. I think my issue with the NFC East is, and we've talked about this, and we'll we'll wrap up right here, and saying NFC is just not very good, and so I I would have to fact check this, but is is the NFC East? If you take all their combined wins and losses, how many of those wins are against NFC teams? Like against teams, even like within each other, like that just aren't great. So 
Right. I'm, I'm curious to see how any of the NFC East teams would go up against the Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Eagles are good enough to play. But if we're using that as the measuring stick, then all the divisions are bad. Yeah, I guess I'm just used. Maybe it's just recency bias of just how bad the NFC has been. I understand your point, especially in regards to, like, the Giants. But I think the Eagles are legit. Uh, I think the Cowboys are a solid playoff team. I don't know how great I think they are. But with that being said, it's more like they've shown me what they are. And I haven't seen it from other teams right now, especially in the NFC. It's just that they're winning some games. Even the Commanders aren't necessarily, you know, super easy win. They've won two straight. So I think the FC East has got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day. I think three of those teams are getting playoffs. Uh, It's Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. Yeah. And, again, Commanders have shown flashes of, yeah. like, wow, why can't they play like this all the time? But, yeah, there's too too many issues going on. So, yeah. But that's pretty much it. Basketball season's coming among – it's coming among us. Is that how you would say that? It's coming soon? <laughs> yeah. And I'm super excited. Uh, NBA, uh, obviously we've already talked a little bit about that. World Series starts today. Yeah. Um, this is just such – a good time. Just remember back in June when we first started this podcast. When we had nothing. When we had nothing, man. Yeah. We were doing NBA draft analysis. So I'm curious to see how uh, everything goes this season. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a good weekend. Enjoy, and we'll see you later.